Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, Holy Mother Church around the world celebrates the Holy Day of Mary, the Mother of God. Now, the Gospel for this weekend is taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, and it gives us this beautiful portrait of Mary. Now, Mary is the mother of Jesus, she's the mother of our church, and she is also our own spiritual mother, and we are her children. And like all good mothers, they always want to teach their children things that will help them grow in their life and make them stronger. Well, today, Mary, being our spiritual mother, she gives us this beautiful gospel. And I think there are three important things that we can take from this gospel story that our mother wants to teach us, some instruction to help us in the spiritual life. Now, there's three phrases in this gospel story that I think highlight exactly what Mary wants to teach us. First, went in haste. Next, all who heard were amazed. And then finally, Mary kept all these things, reflecting upon them in her heart. The first phrase, the shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary, Joseph, and the infant. Remember last week's gospel at Christmas. The angels, they appeared to the shepherds tending to their sheep in the fields. And they tell them to go to Bethlehem. The king of this world, the king of this entire universe has been born into this world. Go see him. And so the shepherds do just that. But remember that little detail from last week. It said the shepherds went in haste. Now that's important. Which means what? They went immediately. They went quickly. They didn't say to themselves, oh, let's just wait for morning. And then when we get a good night's rest, then we can go. They didn't dawdle. Instead, they dropped everything and they went right away. Well, where else do we see? Again, staying Luke's gospel, where someone else goes in haste. Well, Mary herself. Remember the story of the Annunciation. The angel Gabriel announces to Mary that she is going to be the mother of God, and she says yes to God's will. Then the angel Gabriel leaves her. Well, right after that, in the next chapter, essentially Mary, it says, went in haste to the hill country to tend to her cousin Elizabeth. She goes quickly to help her cousin because she finally knows that her cousin is pregnant and needs help. It's a basic biblical truth. Once we know what God wants us to do with our life, once we know God's will for us all, once it's revealed to us, we have to act quickly upon it. We can't dawdle. One of the central tragedies in the spiritual life is when we know what God wants us to do with our life, 
but we don't do it. Instead, we make excuses. We procrastinate. We say to ourselves, you know, I know I need to get more involved with my faith, volunteer more at my parish, you know, go to Mass more often, but, you know, I'm just too busy. Maybe next month or the month after. All great biblical heroes in sacred scripture, once they saw and they knew God's will, immediately they acted upon it. Go from the very beginning of the Bible. Abraham, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Go to the New Testament, St. Paul, Mary herself. She goes in haste to help her cousin Elizabeth. On last Friday, our church celebrated the Feast of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. In the Gospels for that celebration, it talked about the flight into Egypt, in which the angel appears to Joseph in a dream, and he tells Joseph to take the child as well as his mother and to go into Egypt, because Pharaoh is searching for the child to destroy it. Well, Joseph, did he go back to sleep and wake up in the morning and then go to Egypt? No. He immediately woke up, and in the middle of the night, he took Jesus as well as Mary and began his journey into Egypt. And so, the shepherds too, they go in with haste to see Jesus. They know exactly what God wants them to do, and they act upon it. Now, I've said many times, no one is here in this world by mistake. We all have a definitive purpose. God created us for that purpose, such that our very existence is a result of God's direct intervention in the world on behalf of us. See, that's what God's will is. God wants us to accomplish something in us. And once we determine what that purpose is, what God has in store for us, then in haste we move. We act upon it. We don't dawdle or procrastinate. The second statement in the gospel is all who heard were amazed. Now, yes, we find God in the ordinary events in life, but I think it would be very wrong for us to think, to expect to see God only in these amazing and spectacular stories we find or we read about in the Bible. And so, yes, we find God in the ordinary things in life, in our family, our friendships, in the beauty of nature, the birth of a child, or just quietly you know, praying alone in a chapel before the Blessed Sacrament. But Christianity is not a natural religion, such that We are a generic spiritual people. Rather, Christianity is a revealed religion. And at the heart of that revelation is certain events, certain, you could say, extraordinary events that God has done for us throughout salvation history. Give me some examples. God, he chooses Moses to lead the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. But before he can do that, he has to part the Red Sea. God summons prophet after prophet for century and century and century to tell the Israelites to remain faithful to the covenants that they have with God. Finally, God, Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity, is born into our world. Now, all these things no one foresaw. 
these extraordinary revelations of God. The sheer fact that our God, the person, the God that created this entire universe, breaks into our world and becomes like us, takes on our humanity, and lives and therefore dies our death in order to bring us the resurrection, and then is personally involved in our life, is involved with each and every one of our lives. When you stop and think about that, if we don't find that amazing, well, then we're not really paying attention. Just look at the great events in our church. Just look at Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. No one ever expected such an event. Even the apostles. The apostles are absolutely astonished and amazed when the risen Lord you know, came to them as they were hiding in the upper room behind locked doors. They were astonished that Jesus appeared to them despite the locked doors and then said to them, Peace be with you. How about Pentecost? As we read about it in Acts of the Apostles, once again, the apostles were amazed and astonished of the power of the Holy Spirit descending upon them, rushing into them. And the apostles then went out into the streets and spoke languages that they were never even taught. Now, I am sure there are many of us who have had what we could say extraordinary life events. You know, things in which we could not explain when they happened. But when we look in retrospect, when we looked several months later or a few years later, we say to ourselves, there's no way that that event could have happened without the act of God. And we look at all the things that led up to that extraordinary event, and we say to ourselves, no, that was not coincidence. That was not random. That was the hand of God. That was God's providence leading up to that event. Now, those events could have been maybe a miraculous healing of a loved one, maybe a co-worker, a neighbor, or surviving a near-death experience, or just thinking, you know, at some point in time, all was lost, we were brought to the depths of despair, and then all of a sudden we found hope and salvation. Well, I think many of us have had these extraordinary life events in which we recognize and we see the hand of God that led to this event. And we believe and we know there's no way that was coincidence. That was random. It truly was the act of God. And so, again, reflecting upon that, if we're not amazed that the God who created this entire universe is actively present in our life, well, then we're not paying attention. We should always be astounded and amazed at that. The third and final statement in the gospel says, Mary kept all these things and she reflected upon them in her heart. Well, in the quiet of her heart and her mind, Mary, she reflected upon all the implications of the events that she saw and how they were all related to each other. And so she prayed about them again and again and again. And she reflected upon them in the light of sacred scripture. That's why Mary is considered by our church the model of theologians. And theologians, we all know, essentially study 
our religion. They study either sacred scripture, canon law, the sacraments, whatever it may be. You know, a good analogy would be like, take your favorite song. We all have a favorite song. Well, we listen to that song, right? Over and over and over. And each time, something little jumps out at us. A little nuance that we never heard before. And each time we do that, we treasure that song dearly to us. Well, Mary did the same thing. She reflected upon all the events that she witnessed. The Annunciation, the birth of Jesus, the shepherds telling them the message that the angels told them, you know, the flight into Egypt. You know, she prayed about them and she went over them again and again and again. And in doing so, she began to understand God's will and she grew in the knowledge of her faith. Now, we refer to this as lifelong faith formation. As I've said many times, Faith won't grow if you don't want to know. And so we have to constantly be learning about our faith. Whether we're 8 years old or 80 years old, we should never stop learning about our faith. And I think Mary gives us that great example. Regardless of what it is, whether it's art or architecture, scripture, the sacraments, we should always be learning about them such that, like Mary, our faith will grow stronger, and our love for her son will always blossom. Today, friends, we celebrate the great holy day of Mary, our mother. And as a good mother, she teaches us some valuable things that will help us grow in our love for her son. First, when we know what God wants us to do with our life, immediately, in haste, act upon it. Next, always be amazed of God's presence in your life. Never take it for granted. And finally, like Mary, pray and reflect of all that God has done for you and will continue to do for you now and in the future. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.